When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Slendy. Hey, go. Slendy. Hey. Hit it up the park. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 434 of the Talking for Hours podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you here. It is July 28th, 2023. And the San Diego Padres, they're about to start a three-game set this weekend at Petco Park against the Texas Rangers. The Texas Rangers that are going to the postseason this year, they're 17 games over 500. So this, I think, is going to be a good test for this Padres team. If they win this series, is this going to make the Padres believe that they should be buyers? If they lose this series, are they going to instead be sellers? Are they going to continue to try to have hope? What's going to happen? What? How big is this series? I don't know if we know. Maybe the Padres have already made up their minds in the front office, and they're just waiting to make moves, trying to get the best return. Um, we'll see. But there's a lot to talk about uh, because there's been – a lot of different reports. There's been some conflicting stuff going on about the Padres' direction going up to this trade deadline. And so I want to get into that. We can do a little bit of a preview of this Rangers-Padres series and then answer questions, comments that you guys have in the chat. Sorry for being on a little bit later than I was supposed to here. Um, was dealing with a little bit of a personal thing that I had to get done. So it pushed the show back a little bit. Um, and hopefully I'll see some of you at Petco Park this weekend. I'll be there Friday and I think Sunday. 
So it'll be a fun atmosphere, I hope, throughout the series. Um, there's a lot of people in the chat already because this show is supposed to start a little bit earlier. So I like seeing a lot of people already in the chat. I'll get to the comments and the questions. Yes, I did just see that Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly were just traded to the Los Angeles Dodgers from the White Sox. So that's got to make you happy if you're a Padres fan, right? Not. Um, let's get to these reports. So this is kind of like in order of how these reports came out. The Lucas Giolito move was made by the White Sox to the Angels. That was made, I believe, on Wednesday. And shortly thereafter, Joel Sherman tweeted out that the Padres had interest in Giolito. The White Sox had interest coming from the San Diego Padres on Lucas Giolito. So right there, that makes it seem like, okay, the Padres, they want to be a buyer there. There's, they're interested in Lucas Giolito, who's a one-year rental. Then there's the next report, I believe, was on Thursday by Bob Nightingale. I think this was Thursday morning. Several teams who have spoken to the Padres believe Hayter and Snell will be traded, particularly Hayter, which makes sense. But, okay, so those right there, those are two conflicting reports. You got Sherman saying that they're interested in, they had interest in Lucas Giolito. Then you have John, or excuse me, not John Heyman. We'll get to him in a second. Then you had Bob Nightingale saying that teams think the Padres will be trading Hater and Snell, particularly Hater. So they're going to buy Giolito, but then trade Snell Hater. That doesn't make sense. That's conflicting there. So what's going on? Who is leaking this to Joel Sherman that the Padres had interest in Giolito? Who's leaking this to Bob Nightingale that the Padres, or excuse me, the Padres aren't leaking this. It's other teams. Who is saying that they think that the Padres will be trading Hader and Snell? Like, what is the direction that the Padres are going in? Because we're getting mixed things, right? Alden Gonzalez, this was earlier in the week, if you remember. I think it was on Monday. He said that Hader and Snell, it's not expected that they get dealt. That, granted, was before the series lost to the Pittsburgh Pirates. So maybe things changed after that. Um, there's just been some different things. So they're staying, but then other teams think that they're going. What matters is what AJ thinks, obviously, what Peter thinks, or I should say what AJ thinks, what Peter approves. Uh, but it seems like whatever AJ wants to do, Peter's going to approve because Peter loves AJ. Uh, so it's just interesting. And then there's another report that comes out from John Heyman, which was yesterday, yesterday afternoon in the New York Post. Padres are now listening on Juan Soto. He gave it a 10% chance that Juan Soto gets traded, but so they're listening on Soto. Other teams think that Hayter and Snell are getting dealt, but then they had interest in Lucas Giolito. So you get, hopefully you guys think like, or you guys see, yeah, conflicting things. Like no one knows what the Padres are actually doing, right? But I'm obviously really deep into any report. I'm going to be clinging on to that report because I'm following this super closely and I really care about the future of this Padres team. And there's one thing, if you're listening or if you've been watching to the, watching the show recently, these last couple of weeks, you know where I stand, you know what I want to have happen. And so I'm very interested in seeing what actually happens, what ends up transpiring. Are moves going to be made today? Are they going to be made right at the deadline 
are they just not going to make any moves? There's going to be all these conflicting reports and then Hader and Snell stay. They don't even add to this team and they just say, Hey, you, if you know, going into the year, this is supposed to be a world series contending roster. You have to go prove it now. Just, just go play better. And we can do that. Maybe they believe in it that way. I don't know, but obviously my stance is you sell Hader, you sell Snell, sell Lugo. Um, because I think Lugo, he could come back, but I believe it's a player option. So he probably will decline that because of how well he's pitching. If he can stay healthy, decline that, be a free agent, go out into the market and maybe get a bigger deal. Um, but I think he would be appealing to other teams. He's someone that can start. He's someone that can come out of the bullpen, give some bulk innings, multiple innings out of the bullpen, uh, high leverage relief spots. He's done that in the past. Um, so I think you throw his name out there. Snell, obviously, this is the best that he has pitched in any span of time for the Padres, right? Last 11 starts, his ERA is under one. He's like the best pitcher in baseball. He has the lowest ERA in baseball. Sell high on Snell. Like I don't think this season's going anywhere. Sell high on Snell. Sell high on Hater. Hater has a great ERA. He's been locked down essentially all season long. Sell high on him. Both are free agents at the end of the year. Is Do you have a great chance at bringing back either of them? Not so sure. Hater, don't think you will. You're going to pay that guy $100 million as a reliever? No, thank you. Blake Snell, we've seen some inconsistency with Blake Snell in a Padres uniform. Do the Padres believe that this is the real Blake Snell, that he will be able to do this for the next six years if that's what they give him in a contract? Not so sure about that. And it's a Boris client wants to be in free agency, and a lot of teams will pay for Blake Snell. They believe in that talent. Will the Padres do that? Not so sure. And even if they do, you could do the old Aroldis Chapman, and you trade him, and you bring him back in free agency. You trade him, sell high, and if Snell really wants to come back and you want him back, then you, you can do that. There's nothing preventing you from trading him and having a conversation when you sit him down saying, we're going to let you go. You have a conversation with them. Hey, we want you back. I know that you like the San Diego Padres organization. We want to help build around this team and build around you as a part of this core with Musgrove and Darvish in the rotation. So we're going to deal you because this season, let's face it, let's be real. It's not going to happen. Let's deal you and let's bring in something that can help us for 2024 and beyond. And you can come back and be a part of that squad in 2024. And we can go all in again in 2024, you know? Um, so conflicting reports. Now, let's we can go through, let's go through these reports one by one. I know I listed those and then just talked about how they're conflicting and don't really know what the potters are going to do. Uh, but after this quick break here, message about Gaglione Bros. Um, just I'm gonna go through these individual reports. Check out Gaglione Bros Famous Cheesesteaks and Garlic Fries on Friars Road. You can visit their website, gaglionebros.com, for their entire menu and enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and Snapdragon Stadium as well. Okay, so let's start with the Joel Sherman report. That was on Wednesday. White Sox had interest from the Padres on Lucas Giolito. And I think we got to look at the return that the Chicago White Sox got in this deal. They got two guys that I believe are top five prospects in the White Sox farm system already now. And I think one of those guys was the Angels' top prospect. So if the Padres were willing to give up, they were interested 
It seemed like they were one of the finalists for Lucas Giolito there, according to Joel Sherman. They're, they were willing to give up someone like Robbie Snelling for a rental, a short-term Lucas Giolito. They were willing to do that. And I know Ronaldo Lopez, he was included in that deal. So maybe he would end up coming to the Padres as well if they ended up making that deal. But that was two top five prospects, at least that are top five prospects for the White Sox now, that were given up there. So AJ's willing to give up someone like Robbie Snelling. Now, is he on the same level? Is he perceived to be on the same level as like Dylan Lesko? Doesn't seem like it. I'm not someone that follows the Padres farm system day in and day out. I'm not going to act like I do. But I know who Robbie Snelling is. I followed some of the numbers. I, I know, obviously, Dylan Lesko and the upside there. It seems like Lesko is higher than Snelling. But Snelling is still probably their second best pitching prospect in the farm system right now. Is that fair? I know there's Missouri in there as well. I think he's in double A now as a reliever. Um, so that's a little concerning that AJ is willing to do that. If that report is true, he's willing to be stupid about this and say, I believe in this team, despite the big sample size this season, showing that they're not a good baseball team. I want to still give up someone that can be a starter or a reliever. I don't know. Someone for the next five, six years, when he comes up, can be that guy at the big league level. He could, right? And we're willing to give up that guy and maybe others probably, for a short-term rental in Lucas Giolito. And it's not like Lucas Giolito was pitching like Blake Snell. He didn't have a sub-1 ERA in his last 11 starts. I think his ERA was over 3. And so far this season, Lucas Giolito, just looking up his numbers here, a 3.79 ERA. So it's not bad. Like that's He's still a quality starter. I'm not saying he sucks. But – to give up that for a short-term rental, you're not the Braves. You're not – maybe you still want to go for it in your head, but the record doesn't back up you going for it, you know? So that's a little concerning there. And then the Nightingale report, several teams who have spoken to the Padres believe Hayter and Snell will be traded, particularly Hayter. That makes sense. Snell, maybe the Padres think that they have a chance at extending him or bringing him back so they don't want to burn that bridge. With Hayter, I mean, what's the point of him being on the roster if he doesn't? he's not pitching consistently out of the bullpen because he's not in spots to go save games? And the Padres, I don't think they're going to give $100 million to Josh Hayter after they just gave Robert Suarez that contract for five years to go replace Josh Hayter when Josh Hayter left after the 2023 season. So it just doesn't make sense. It makes sense to trade Josh Hayter. Snell, I think it makes sense to trade him as well. Uh, I think it makes sense to trade Lugo, but with Snell, I can understand if the Padres think, hey, maybe Snell really loves it here. Maybe he's one of those rare guys that's not just going to go to the highest bidder. As long as we give him a respectable offer, maybe he'd come back. Um, but with Snell, I feel like him, it's like a three-year deal thing that I'd be comfortable with, giving him like six years. I don't know about that. Especially like Musgrove, I love that deal. It's a team-friendly deal. I have full faith in him. Snell, I don't have full faith in. And the talent is surely there, but I don't have full faith in him. And Darvish, we know how that contract, you know, have to be. it's kind of like the Bogarts contract. Right when that thing happened, it was like the end's not going to look great, but we could get a good 
couple years, good few years out of Darvish, maybe hopefully a good five, six years out of Bogarts, and then we'll see what the heck happens in the back half, right? Uh, but my point going back to Snell, like the there's two starters already locked up. And how many more extensions can the Padres give out? How many more big contracts, long-term contracts, I mean, how many of those can the Padres continue to give out? Hater, I think that's off. I don't think that's happening. I know he wants to be here and he likes it here, but is he gonna he's gonna be willing to take a pay or turn down fifty million dollars more from another team that's offering a hundred million if the Padres only offer like fifty, you know, on a couple year deal, three year deal or something, something, and they give him like twenty million a year or whatever. He's gonna go for that instead of in his prime. You could go get a hundred million dollars as a reliever. Uh, I have a, and it, maybe it's a contender that offers him that. Probably, I, I have a hard time him, you know, picking the Padres. This isn't Joe Musgrove. This isn't a guy that really wants to be here. His family's—I know Hater technically his family's here, but you know, grew up as a Padres fan, willing to take the pay cut because he wants to be a Padre for the rest of his life. He wants his family to be able to see every start at Petco Park. He has the emotional connection. Hater. Yeah, he can like his teammates. He can like San Diego, but the connection's not the same, you know. Uh, but yeah, Snell hater. It makes sense for the Padres to trade them now. But again, Nightingale's saying several teams who have spoken to the Padres believe that. That doesn't mean anything, does it? Because they could be having conversations. Are they talking with AJ directly, or are they talking with one of the assistant GMs, Josh Stein or Fred Ullman Jr., or just one of the other front office guys? Like, who are they talking to? If they're talking to AJ and they're saying this, maybe AJ is just saying they're believing that, like, they're thinking or these teams are thinking that AJ is going to trade them based on the conversations that they've had with AJ, but AJ is maybe just fooling with them. And because he can say, hey, I think that I want to trade Hayter and Snell, or maybe he's not saying that. Maybe he's saying he's asking them for a potential trade package. Uh, just weighing different options, making those teams believe that those guys are available. And maybe in Preller's head, he's like, they're not available. But maybe a team is like, well, we got the impression a week ago that those guys were available. And maybe last minute at the deadline, they increase their offer and Hayter and Snell end up going or one of them ends up going because Preller's like, yes, my plan worked. I got them to overpay. Maybe that's his strategy. Um, the John Heyman thing on Thursday. So Padres are now listening on Juan Soto. Juan Soto is not getting traded. Like John Heyman said, 10%. I mean, the Padres would have to be blown away. They might have to be as blown away as giving, getting back the package that they gave to the Nationals. Like that's how much. Because they're not trying to lose in 2024. They're still trying to go for it in 2024. And... I think some of them, maybe AJ's one of those guys, Peter Optimistic, they still somehow believe in this current roster. So if they believe in this current roster, then they're not going to trade Juan Soto. If they believe in this current roster and they, they believe that they can go win for next year, which they clearly do, they're not going to go trade Juan Soto either. So yeah, Juan's not getting dealt. What would the package even have to be for Juan Soto to be dealt from the Padres. Like, would it have to be like to the Yankees or to the Orioles? 
and the Orioles give them Heston Kirsted, uh, like all like the top four prospects in their system. Uh, would they have to give up Gunnar Henderson? Like it's just not happening. I I just don't see it. Like the Padres, they're not giving him up. And I think in the off season, they're going to try to extend Soto, have those conversations. If it doesn't happen, then they're still probably going to keep Juan. And then if things don't work out and they're at the deadline next year, then you probably trade him because we're having this situation of, well, the extension talks didn't go anywhere. Probably is he going to come back with all these big contracts? Are they, are they going to give him $500 million? If he truly wanted to be here, he would have signed the extension, blah, blah, blah. And so the trade would probably work best then and they could get something back. Um, again, that's probably that that's if like things aren't working out at the deadline, but, next year and but things aren't working out at the deadline this year and there's reports out there that hater and snell aren't going anywhere like there were reports earlier this week that were saying that when those guys are free agents at the end of the year so maybe soto it feels like soto just isn't going to get traded and the potters are going to ride this out uh but yeah this this deadline hodo soto is not going to get traded he's not going to get traded i would be utterly shocked if there's a level above shock, like if there's a shock meter, one to 10, 10 being the most shock, I'd be at like an 11. There's there's no way he's going to get dealt. I, I just don't see it. And there was also some interesting comments yesterday as well. This coming from Joe Musgrove. Now, I don't think the comments were made yesterday, but Kevin AC of the San Diego Union Tribune, he put out that article yesterday about the Padres and how they're playing. What, what was the title here? I'm looking at here. It is faith in the roster means Padres are unlikely to sell at the trade deadline. So that's like the view of the Padres. That's the view of the Padres players. I think that's the view of Peter Seidler, probably AJ. Like we're going all in. We want to continue to go all in. We don't want to give up on a roster that has Tatis, Manny, Soto, Bogarts, Darvish, Musgrove, Suarez on it. Um, And Hassan Kim doing well. Don't want to give up on that roster. Still having that mentality that I, foolishly had at the beginning of the year things are going to turn around believe in the talent on this roster so faith in roster means potters are unlikely to sell at the trade deadline and inside that article joe musgrove he was the main guy that kevin ac talked to in this piece getting the player perspective this is what joe said and this is very interesting i think more conflicting (laughs) kind of like the reports Joe Musgrove doesn't want Josh Hader and Blake Snow to be traded and believes the Padres will be right there for a postseason spot this season. That's that's the description that I had when I put this out on Instagram and Twitter yesterday. Here's the quote from Joe. I understand the fans are frustrated and looking forward to next year. And he's a Padre fan too. He just happens to play for the team and is in the clubhouse. But when we're a game out and don't have Snell or Hader, we'll be kicking ourselves. So he's like, yeah, let's not trade Hader and Snell. We still think there's a run in our team here in this clubhouse. There's a run in this team. We're going to be a game out of a postseason spot. We're going to be right there. We're going to be fighting for a postseason spot. I don't know if you guys remember this, but it was, I think it was earlier this month, Joe Musgrove said, Yeah, we're still a good team without Hader and Snell. Now, he did mention, like, we're not the same without those guys, but. He still thinks, yeah, we're still, we'll still be a good team regardless without Blake Snell and Josh Hader. 
And now he's saying we'll be kicking ourselves if we trade Hayter and Snell. So it's it feels like it's a little conflicting there. Maybe he got a talking to by someone. Uh, maybe he realized, oh, I like Blake. I like Josh. Maybe I shouldn't have said that to the media in public. Um, I don't know. But we could also say, well, both things can be true, right? Hater and Snow, we're a good team regardless. Like, he can think that, but he w- he didn't mean it, like, ill towards those guys. He meant it, I believe in the guys here. If that does happen, it would suck if it happened. But I still believe in the guys in the clubhouse. Like, of course, he has to say that he believes in this team. But now he's going to say, well, we'll be kicking ourselves if we trade those guys because he's supporting guys that are in the clubhouse as well. Those guys are still in the clubhouse. So he wanted to support the team if those moves get made. So he did that publicly there in earlier comments this month. And then he's supporting the guys that are there. He doesn't want those guys to leave because he knows how talented those guys are. And again, expressing belief in the clubhouse. So when you look at it from that way, it's like I could see why he kind of makes those conflicting remarks there. Uh, but I can also see how Padres fans, their first reaction is like, wait, what? Isn't this the same guy that said that they're good without him? And now they're saying, or now that he, now he's saying that this Padres team needs to keep those guys? Like, what? And the Padres are like in the same spot. They're under 500. They're, well, they're not close to a postseason spot. They're, I guess you can say they're still in the hunt because of the time left in the season. But if there was like a week left, they, they wouldn't be in it. Um, yeah, just, just interesting remarks there from Joe. I think what he truly, what he true, I know I look his, the Padre fan in Joe, I think this is an interesting question. The Padre fan in Joe, he knows that he's on this team for what, four years after this, he knows that he wants this team to still be in a good spot going forward. So I think what he really thinks is like, wouldn't be that bad if we trade Hader and Snell because he's looking at it from himself in a Padre uniform for the future. And as a Padre fan, like if we put, if he just is looking at this from a Padre fan perspective and he's sitting at his house, maybe talking with his family from a Padre fan perspective, because remember they're all diehard Padres fans there. He's probably talking with them saying, yeah, this season's not looking great. Kind of like us fans are this season's not looking great. Uh, trading Hater and Snell, yeah, we could probably get something back for him, and we'd be in a better spot for the rest of my contract here. Like, if if things aren't going to work out this year, then let's let's position ourselves to be in a better spot for the rest of my time with the Padres. I think that could be the Padre fan in him. But as the player in the clubhouse, he's like, well, I have relationships with these guys. I really love these guys, and he's going to believe in the guys that are in the clubhouse. You know, so. It's interesting. I think it would have to be really, it would be really interesting for me to be in like Joe Musgrove's spot, be in his head. It would be like me. It is like Joe Musgrove. He's a dire Padres fan, but he just also has the opportunity to be playing for them. It would be like if I was playing for the Padres and I have to talk to the media every day. I'm a Padre fan. You know, I have thoughts probably in my head. What would be best? from the Padre fan perspective, but I'm also a player in the clubhouse. So there's probably some things I shouldn't say that I am thinking inside my head because I'm a Padre fan. You know, it's, it's an interesting there. It's an interesting thing there. 
All right. If you have any thoughts, feel free to join the show. Click that link that is pinned up at the top of the chat. If you don't want to join the show, just want to give your thoughts, maybe you're at work or something, you can just give your thoughts in the chat. Use that super chat button, and I will definitely get to all the super chats. It supports the channel, and it makes it very easy to see, very easy for me to see your comments, see your questions. So we'll get to that here right now. Sorry, just had to get a drink there. All right, let's get to the super chat here from Brian. Thank you so much, man. AJ has to sell if we're eight games back by Sunday. Yeah, if they're eight games back, I mean, that feels, it's like, ooh, okay, yeah, this this isn't happening. I still think that it's already not happening, but it's like, yeah, read the room here. It's not happening. Come on, what are we waiting for? Eight games back, they're not making that up. There's teams they have to get past, and you have to play even better baseball. You have to, you know, go win. You have to go play 20 games over 500, 15, 20 games over 500, right? That, like, that's just not happening. So, yeah, I agree. They're six and a half back now. And they right now they have to go over the Cubs. They have to go over the Marlins, who just acquired David Robertson. So they're buying. You have to go over the Diamondbacks, and you have to go over the Reds. And or the Reds or the Phillies both have – both are technically in the second wild card spot. The Phillies are 55 and 47, Reds 56 and 48. So one team has more wins, one team has fewer losses. They got the same, they're in the same spot there. And then the Giants, they're only a half game up on Philly and Cincy for the first wild card spot. But there's one, two, there's five teams that are one game within each other. The Giants have a half game lead on the first wild card spot. And Miami's a half game back of a wild card spot. So there's a tight bunch there. Those teams are really going to be fighting. I just don't see it for the Padres this year. And so, yeah, eight games, Brian. I definitely agree. Eight games. I mean, that's that's screaming sell. Will he do it? That's a different question. Right? I, I asked Derek Torgerson that, right? Will the Padres do it or should the Padres do it? Those are two different questions. Uh, Daniel, I see him in here. What's up, man? Do you have any thoughts on this Padres team? Hey, um, uh, hey, can you hear me? You hear me good? Yeah, I got you. Yep. All right. Uh, first of all, thanks for covering the team as usual. Um, I mean, it's definitely not the spot where we want to be. Um, that's for sure. Um, I mean, what four game sample size next, (laughs) before, uh, you know, the clock, officially ends um i think it'll be i'm actually going to be going to saturday's game so i'm looking forward to seeing what happens i suppose um i do i do think it's interesting that we do have snell slated as our starter for sunday i mean obviously we've been talking about moving him but you know if he were to stay he would get one more start with us on sunday um so maybe that could be something where it's like hey maybe if uh, after that start, maybe we'll determine he should be moved at that point. That's a possibility. Today is also his um, bobblehead day or the, the theme. Yes. Game. Yeah. Uh, if you wanted to, your Snellzilla uh, bobblehead. But um, all in all, I think I kind of agree that we should be on the cell retool <laughs> um, train. That said, I do think that um, it depends on the return. I feel like if we get a return like what the Mets did for Robertson, 
I would rather stand pat. <laughs> okay, Franklin, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. If we get a return like the White Sox did for Giolito, but like maybe a higher end guy. So like um one prospect I looked into uh, just a little bit. I don't know too much about these things, but I looked at the Orioles and I looked like, okay, I feel like Kowser is probably a pipe dream, mm -hmm. but maybe that Kirstad guy that's right yeah. underneath, maybe that's an idea. I think, I think like, he's their number four prospect, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I think outfield, they can... outfield prospect profiles left handed bat. Yep. Um, you know, if it's something like that, then like, okay, that's pretty interesting. Um, so I don't know. That's where it really kind of depends on the return. If we're getting rookie ball guys, I don't know, forget about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like I feel like with Snell, you could get more of a Giolito return. Uh, mm -hmm. but I think you have to have a team that's desperate. I mean, Artie Moreno with the Angels, he yeah. demanded the front office to go get someone like Lucas Giolito. So the front mm -hmm. office was like, okay, well, we got to give up top talent. They gave up two of their top prospects. Mm -hmm. Is there another team that's going to be willing to do that? That has an owner demanding that because there's a, that's a different situation. I think because Artie Moreno is the guy that has Otani that's leaving at the end of the year and mm -hmm. he wants to really go for it. Are the Orioles in that spot? I feel like they're more like the Braves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're not in that spot. They're trying wow. to develop those guys. So I don't know if there's going to be a team like that that is going to say, yeah, Blake Snow, come on over. We'll give the Padres top prospects or our number one, number two, number three prospect. And mm -hmm. with Hayter, I feel like they'll get a better return than David Robertson. I would imagine he does. But is it a major league player that has long-term control? Is it a guy that's in AAA or is it a single-A, a double-A guy? And if that's the case, then I, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, but... No, I think the impact and value that Hater has on our team is obviously really hard to replace. I mean, I think, and considering he's a rent, because I think the, the thing that we have against us, obviously, is that both of them are rental guys. So yeah. they're uh, like, unless the team's overtly confident in signing them for long term, then that's the part that gets tricky. Um, for sure. Yep. But. I don't know. It's, it'll be a fun few days. Uh, it's definitely, you know, definitely in a scroll scroll land. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. Notifications happen, on everything. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I appreciate your time. Thank you so Absolutely. much, man. Thank you. Thank All you. All right. Have a good one. Okay. I also see Carter's on here. Carter, Yo. what's up, man? What's up, dude? Have any thoughts on this Padres team? Do you think they should sell, buy? Oh. Um, I mean, it's hard to say because, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm new to this team because, um, don't judge me because a lot of people do, but, um, last year I wasn't really a fan. Um, but then when I found out that Fernando was suspended, I was just like, oh boy, <laughs> another player down the road. But, um. No, I this year I when Fernando came back, I was just like I talk about Fernando a lot because you can see in like my, my name, like I love him, dude. He, mm -hmm. I don't. You can laugh all you want, but all my friends like troll me like, oh, he did steroids, blah blah blah. I'm like, well, I don't care. Like, he's still a goat. But um, just I've noticed like while watching this team, it's just. I live in Kansas City, so it kind of sucks. But um, just watching this team is always disappointing. Like that game against the Pirates, I think we definitely should. We definitely should have won that game. 
Like we definitely should have won that game, but there's been a lot of those. There's been a lot of those this yep. year. And that Royal series, dude. Oh my gosh. Like my, my, my family are Royals fans. And when we lost that series, they're like, Oh, the Royals took two out of three from, from you guys. Like, how do you feel about that? I'm like, bro, I don't give a single crap. Like, <laughs> I don't care, bro. Like, I think we should. I don't know what we, we're gonna do in the deadline. Like, all of my friends think, oh, they're gonna trade Soto, but I'm like, well, no, no, no. Soto, what. Soto's, yeah, Soto's not getting dealt. It's, it's really down yeah. to Snell, Hater, Lugo, and I, I, I don't have a great feel on what they're, what they're gonna do. I know what they should do, but it's really hard to judge AJ and yeah, it what is. he what he's going to do because I feel like he thinks his job is safe, but Mm -hmm. he's also all in the, his owner, his boss is all in. And I think he, he doesn't want to be wrong. So he's going to keep trying to drag this out and try to be right. And by trying to be right, that means keeping everything together, maybe even adding. And that, that could be scary because if things don't work out, that's going to set the franchise back. Yeah, definitely will. All right, Carter, thanks so much for the time. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Of course. All right. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So let's get back to the chat here. I see Alex in the chat. Snell for Kirstad. Yeah, we were talking about that there in a little uh, a few moments ago. But... Again, the Orioles, I don't know how desperate they are to go get the best pitcher available on the market, which Blake Snow is, if the Padres are making him available, which I believe they're taking calls on him. They have to be. That's the smart thing to do. Um, Are they that desperate to give up 
one of their guys that they want to be a starting outfielder of the future for a guy that maybe they don't even think that they can bring back in free agency. Maybe for a guy that they're not willing to pay in free agency, they're willing to trade for him because it's short term, but maybe they're not willing to give him that long six-year deal. But if they have to give up Kierstad for it, are they willing to do that? Maybe they'll be like, well, we can give up a lower level guy. We can give up a lower prospect for someone that's maybe not as good as Snell, but let's, you know, it, it upgrades the rotation and hopefully he can have a few good starts in the postseason. Maybe they're more willing to do that because the Orioles, they're a good team and they should buy it. The fans deserve it. The, the players deserve it. The team deserves it. But again, it's about the desperate level. So I don't know if it's the best for us to compare the Giolito package to what the Padres might be able to get for Snell. Because again, like I was talking about earlier uh, with Daniel, I believe, um, the Angels, that's unique. Like Artie Moreno is desperate. He was mandating his front office. There's a report mandating his front office to go acquire a starter, go get a reliever because they're keeping Otani. They are going all in for this last season with Shohei. Can't control if they keep him. You know, they can give him a good offer, but who knows if he actually wants to be there, but they have him under contract for this year. So they are trying. And so the angels had to go make a move. And they wanted to make sure they make a move. They made a move before other guys get, you know, picked up. So they went and got Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez, and they had to give up guys that probably will be impact major leaguers at some point with the White Sox or maybe with another team if those guys go somewhere else. Is another team getting mandated by their owner to go get Blake Snell, to go get Josh Hader? Like, you have to do that. There's no other Shohei Otani in the league that's a free agent at the end of the year. And it's like, this guy's the best player ever. Probably not going to get him back. You have to go for it. What, what team has that in baseball? You know, I, I can't point out that guy. Cause if he's a free agent at the end of the year, I think there's other teams that think, you know, we can, there's a chance we can sign him back, but with Otani, it's just different. And I see a lot of chat a lot of people in the chat about Merrill. I'm not giving up Jackson Merrill for anything for, or I'm not giving up Jackson Merrill for a rental for sure. Uh, maybe I'd give him up for something, but you'd have to throw out some names out there. And then I'd have to think about it more like Jackson. At some point, the Padres, they need to have these long-term guys, these, these short, these, these not short, these small contracts, right? Rookies, you need to have these guys get developed, come in on rookie contracts, rookie deals. That will help with the Padres' payroll. And you just have to have some homegrown guys come up at some point. You can't give big contracts to everyone. Yes, I agree. Ethan Salas is untouchable, Joseph. Yep, I agree with that. Gil says Grayson Rodriguez, but are the Orioles willing to do that? Because I think they want Grayson Rodriguez to be one of those homegrown guys that helps them in the rotation and doesn't make a ton of money. So again, I think it comes to, down to which teams are actually desperate and they feel like they have to have Blake Snell. They have to have Josh Hader. Cause maybe Preller, like they want to keep those guys, it feels like. And so they're going to have to get overpaid to end up dealing those guys. All right, 
I did want to uh, get to one San Diego sports topic here that happened yesterday. I, I think this was cool. The San Diego Loyal, they hosted Borussia Dortmund yesterday in a friendly. Dortmund's obviously in their preseason, and they are a huge international brand, a huge international club. Gio Reyna, member of the U.S. men's national team, he did not play. I believe he got hurt uh, in training, so he did not play. But this was a cool opportunity. I don't want to hear fans being pissed off that the Loyal got shut out or uh, they got blown out by Dortmund losing 6-0 if you did not see the game. It was on ESPN2. It was at Snapdragon Stadium. And there was a lot of fans that showed up. Not It wasn't Wrexham Man United you know, sellout, but that's a Premier League team that's Wrexham, a big brand because of the docuseries and all that. Loyal, it's a USL team. It's a second division team. And Dortmund, it's all the way in Germany. And it's not a Premier League team. Uh, but it is one of the bigger brands. But they still got over 12,000 fans in there. And the Loyal, they should not have won the game, and they didn't. I thought that they hung in there, though. I want to give them props for hanging in there in the first half. They had some good chances. There was one shot that was blocked by the Dortmund keeper. He blocked it, like, with his face. So, I mean, maybe that goal should have scored. Adrian Perez had a a shot wide left in the 38th minute. There was a header blocked uh, in the 54th minute. I believe it was Simba who had that blocked. So they had some opportunities. And it was 2-0 at halftime when the Loyal had their starters in there. And then the second half, pretty much all the starters except uh, Moshebon got pulled. And then Moshebon ended up exiting because they didn't want to risk further injury because they do have a match coming up this weekend and they're still in the middle of their season. It's not like they're in preseason. So it was a friendly. You do have to realize some of the circumstances. And again, it's not like the Loyal or MLS team. And even if they are, I think Dortmund is a better team than an MLS team. Like they, the Bundesliga, it's it's higher than the MLS. I think those diehard soccer fans would tell you that. Diehard football fans would tell you that. Um, so I'm not surprised by the score. I think this is a just. It was just a celebration of San Diego Loyal and them being able to attract a brand like Dortmund to come play in San Diego and. I appreciate Dortmund for doing this and having most having starters, you know, play and, and taking this match uh, seriously, you know, for the first half and then bringing in subs after that. But because Man United, it was just the U21 players pretty much. Um, and, you know, their main focus was on Real Madrid, obviously. And, uh, you know, I, I think it was a cool event and it was a cool summer having Man United, Wrexham, Dortmund, Loyal getting the chance to play at Snapdragon. I think that's cool. Uh, Obviously, I wish that they would be able to do that more frequently starting in 2025 as the new MLS team, but we know that's not going to happen. The MLS name should be named in, I think, September uh, is the latest update, and the colors of of the club should be unveiled as well. San Diego FC is what I think it's going to be, but we shall see on that. Um, but yeah, I think, look, there were some, you know, the second goal Dortmund scored Stoman maybe made a bad decision trying to pass it back and maybe being a little bit lazy, passing it back to, uh, Coke Vegas. Um, and instead an easy goal was scored there, but I, I didn't expect the loyal, I was hoping them to score a goal, but I wasn't expecting them to 
hang in there the entire match. It, it just wasn't going to happen. But it was a cool event, and it, it was probably a memorable memorable experience for the the players and for the loyal supporters. Uh, they really showed up there. Um, usually, where like the wave supporter section is, uh, where the sirens go, that's where the loyal supporters were, and uh, they showed up. And so, props to them. I, I think it was a good night. And so, loyal, they're back at it this weekend. I believe it's against Colorado Springs, who was their last matchup. That was obviously um, in Colorado. Uh, yeah, against the Switchbacks on Sunday. Sunday against Colorado Springs at 3 p.m. at Toronto Stadium. That is the Loyals' next match. Okay. Any more comments that I need to get to? Mito Machine said, did Ben just start talking some other language? No, it's about it's soccer. Some people call it football. And it was, yes, that was not the Padres. For anyone that's new to the show, at the end of my shows, I talk about other San Diego sports topics because I think that there's some San Diego sports teams that don't get talked about enough, don't get enough coverage. Um, and even if they did, I just have a passion for them. And so... I just talk about it at the end. If you don't like it, then you can just go off the show and just leave because it's at the end of the show. It's not like I'm forcing it at the beginning of the show or anything like that or in the middle. At the end of the show, is just hit on a topic, hit on a couple topics that I have passion about, and then I post the videos of that on the YouTube channel, and there's different playlists of the teams. And so if you're a team, if you're a fan of those teams, you can go and watch those videos and have some of that entertainment have it have some conversation around those teams that you're probably not going to find very many other places uh in san diego yeah carter no yeah of course no problem thanks for coming on all right that's going to do it talking for hours episode 434 the latest padres trade rumors we got padres rangers tonight saturday and sunday dane dunning against joe musgrove tonight pv and john moore's inducted into the padres hall of fame tonight that will be a cool moment. 620, be in your seats. Jake Peavy definitely deserves it. I think he and Musgrove's number should be retired. Replace number six, Steve Garvey. That's a whole other topic for another day, though. Uh, Saturday, Martin Perez against Hugh Darvish at 540. And then T TBD for the Rangers. And Blake Snow will be pitching. He's scheduled to pitch for the Padres. Who knows if he gets dealt before then. 110 on Sunday. Or maybe they have him start and then they trade him after that. Who knows? Or maybe they keep them and they keep everyone. They just stand pat. Who the heck knows what's in the side, inside the mind of AJ, inside the mind of Peter, what the heck's going to happen. But it's going to be an interesting watch. It's going to be a lot of Twitter scrolling for sure. All right, that's it. Thanks for the time. Have a great rest of your night. Enjoy the Padres baseball this weekend.